we are. Hey, thank you, Mark, for uh, last week. Yes, Mark did a very good Yes, it was a two-parter. Yes, I heard. Did you guys get home before 11? (laughs) (laughs) Barely. (laughs) That's awesome, though. Well, today, uh, guys, we are in Genesis chapter uh, 3, verse 7. Um, So we are in the middle of this chapter. We're in the middle of this story, this account. so just to remind you, if, if you don't recall, things were going great in chapter 1 and 2. You know, man was on a roll. Um, and then unfortunately, chapter 3 comes along. First six verses, uh, we read about the serpent coming in, deceiving Eve, uh, convincing her that God didn't love her, didn't want good things for her, that um, disobeying would be a good choice for her. And, and she did and gave some to her husband, and he did as well. And, and so... Uh, we had the fall. So let me remind you of verse 6. It says, Now when the women, when the woman, I should say, saw that the tree was good for food, that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and she ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her. And we pointed out, same thing we pointed out on Sunday morning, this idea of just appealing to the eyes, appealing to the flesh, appealing to her pride. And, and it was enough to get her. And she uh, she gave in, he gave in. Uh, and uh, that's verse 6. Now, uh, let me read through the end of the chapter, 7 through 24, um, to kind of look at the consequences of that decision. It says, Now then the eyes of both were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together, and they made themselves loincloths. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God, Uh, among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, and he said, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of which I told you not to eat? And the man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me fruit of the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? And the woman said, It was the serpent. The serpent deceived me, and I ate. And the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you've done this, cursed are you. Above all livestock and above all beasts of the field, on your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I'll put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Now to the woman he said, And I will surely multiply your pain and childbearing. In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. And to Adam he said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it, uh, that I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. In pain you shall eat of, of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken, for you are dust, and to the dust you will return. The man called his wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all living. And the Lord God made for Adam and for his wife garments of skin, and clothed them. Then, verse 22, the Lord said, Behold, the man has become like one of us in knowing good and evil. Now, lest he reach out his hand, and take also of the tree of life, and eat, and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him out from the garden of Eden to work the ground from which he was taken. And he drove out the man, and at the east of the Garden of Eden he placed the cherubim and a flaming sword that turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. 
period. <laughs> That's the end. All right, kind of a sad little account, isn't it? Gee whiz. Um, so let's go back and let's take a look. So again, remember in verse 6, uh, Eve uh, takes of the fruit. She gives some to her husband. Remember what Satan said back in verse 4? Um, the serpent said to her, You will not surely die, he said. Uh, and so Eve took of the fruit and deceived her. Questions God's word. God said, you take of it you, and, and eat of it, you will die. He questions God's word. Uh, and immediately we begin to see the impact of Adam and Eve's uh, decision. Uh, and what is the immediate impact ultimately? It is death. Now, but it's not physical death. Because the story keeps going on, right? And we this happens and a curse and, and so on and so forth. So what do we mean then when we say that these guys have died? What do you think, sir? Uh, spiritually? What does that mean, though? Well, they were in, I guess, uh, fellowship, direct fellowship with you know, God the Fa- what we call God the Father. Um, you know, obviously... All in the Trinity, um, and they lost that. Mm. How do you know they lost that? Because Jesus had to come to die for our sins. So <laughs> okay, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> so that are there any other indicators, even in this text, that they lost that? Well, because they hid. They okay, hid. very good. Yeah, they, they were they, naked. They hid. They were afraid. What Suzanne said. <laughs> They're banished. Okay, so let's see. We got one. There's there's hiding. Mm-hmm. So that's separation. Um, they saw their vulnerability. Okay. They were exposed and all of that stuff. Uh, ultimately, they were put out of the garden. Mm-hmm. We saw that. Uh, what else is different now all of a sudden? Labor pains. Yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> <laughs> so all of that curse part later on, yeah. They lost fellowship with God. They, they did, certainly so. Mm-hmm. Now they have the knowledge of good and evil, and they mm-hmm. that they did something that wasn't right. Okay. Well, I think, hearken back to something that we talked about, I think, in chapter 2. We don't know we don't know if Adam and Eve were eating from the tree of life before this. Mm-hmm. But that was obviously the tree of life. We're assuming that's the tree of everlasting life, eternal life. Now that was, they weren't going to be able to eat from that anymore. Correct. So there was going to be an end to their eternal life, mm-hmm. physically speaking. Yeah, that's real interesting to consider. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, it's hard to get from the text here, but I think throughout the whole scripture, just a conjecture, I mean, what was their existence physically? Yeah. I would assume it was much different. Yeah. And then they lost whatever dimensionality or whatever they had to be able to walk with God, that was all of a sudden poof, and now we're this. Okay. So I'm sure that... Yeah, there are a lot of... Yeah, just they went from such a different perception to what we experience. Be like us going to like, I don't know, like a leaf or something. You know, okay. just, just a, it was a dramatic change in yeah. how they exist. There are a lot of commentators that, that quote the, a particular psalm, I think it's Psalm 110 or something like that, that they conjecture from that that they were clothed in light or with yeah. light. 
whatever exactly that means or whatever, and that that changed. Um, I don't I don't know certainly so. Quite susceptible to sickness now. Oh yeah, all that really stuff. Really like yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you know to have fellowship with God. So it's up, they had fellowship with God, which means their bodies were equipped to handle fellowship with God, mm -hmm. which is what we talk about. You know, in the glory, we'll be able to have fellowship with God, but we can't. And this, even Moses couldn't. Correct. You know, so like mm -hmm. there must have been something. Some different. change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I also noticed that there is. There's a strife that develops that wasn't there before. Mm -hmm. Adam begins to blame Eve. Eve blames this part, you know, and so on and so forth. So and, and so the story goes, <laughs> yes. And, and, and as Sus Suzanne pointed out, this there was a recognition of their nakedness. They were exposed. They were they felt guilt. I think Bob said. Or um, so is it bad to feel bad? Talk about that amongst yourselves. Mm -hmm. About this? conviction or guilt. In our life uh -oh. today, you know, like yeah, I'm talking about to guilt, me conviction. Like a distinction between like it's okay. good to be convicted. Like okay. guilt is is a um, motivator for conviction, but to be stuck in guilt mm. to the point where you can't feel forgiven is maybe. So what's the good of guilt? Oh, That's a book title. Godly sorrow leads to repentance. Godly sorrow leads to repentance. So that's the good that's of guilt. Good, yeah. That's the good feeling. Yeah, if we didn't get, if we didn't have a conviction about it, we would just keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah probably so. All right, so here are these guys are feeling bad, uh, and that is actually beneficial to conviction of sin, and, and that can be good if it goes somewhere, if it, something good comes from it. And so because they are exposed, it, the verse there says that they, they sewed fig leaves together. Um, anyone know anything about fig leaves? They're pretty big. They're real big? You can get big ones, yeah. Okay, well, that, that's good. Uh, They're very itchy and uncomfortable. Yeah. And what I think is cool is that that's what they got for themselves, and then God came along and covered. Like, it's such a, sure. you know, it's such a metaphor. Like, he covered them yeah. in something more comfortable. All right, so... Um, well, he covers us, right? Unless it was camel skin. Not so comfortable. No. All right. Well, let's come back to it. But anyway, keep in mind this idea, as Suzanne points out: fig leaves, very dry, scratchy, not very pleasant. Um, neither is sin. Um, notice this, uh, this attempt to uh, mask what was done. So their nakedness was exposed. So let's mask that. Let's cover that up. Maybe no one will notice kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, so verse 8 says, And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. The implication is that that was a normal thing. Okay? Um, and so the man and the wife, they hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. So this idea of the cool of the day is probably, you know, late in the day kind of thing. Everything's winding down. Maybe it's early in the morning. Who knows? But there was that regular meeting time, it seems, between them and the Lord. And now they know that something is different. That's spiritual death that they have come to discover. So this lie uh, that Satan had put out there, that you're not going to die, they, have, they probably knew it already, but they certainly know it now that something is different and it's a result of our decision. Um, so they have to hide themselves from God's presence. Verse 9, but the Lord God called to the man and he said, where are you? Now, there's a few things here. Number one. Who does the calling? God. God does. That's the story of the Bible. You know what I mean? And 
And I think a lot of people miss that in the Bible. Um, I think a lot of people have this sense, uh, even sadly some Christians, that that God is just sort of watching and waiting for us to slip up mm. so that he can get us. Mm. When the reality is that the Lord desires fellowship, he desires relationship, and even when they slip up and sin, he goes and he seeks them out. Um, so the nature of God, character of God, if only we could take some time to do a study on the, the character and nature of God mm. uh, or, or something like that. Yeah, that would be good. Um, but notice what God does. Satan convinced Adam and Eve, essentially, that God didn't really love them, didn't really have their best interest at heart, didn't really care for them, and uh, despite the fact that they sin, God shows that he does. Um, and he goes and he finds them. Now, I ask you this. God said, where are you? Did God say, where are you? Right. Or did he say, hey guys, where are you? Mm-hmm. Like he didn't know? Right. Or did he say, where are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, like, it was rhetorical. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but was he angry? No. Was he saddened? Was, you know, I think right. he was just putting it out there. Just a normal... Well, I mean, obviously he knew, but I think he was... It was more for them than for him. Yeah, it wasn't for him. It was a way to kind of let them know, I'm looking for you. That's what it sounds like to me. Okay. I'm looking for... Like, like, they have to know that he's aware of what happened. Don't you think? If they know the nature of God. I don't know. Yeah, well, that's true. They're hiding. So like you said, this is a regular occurrence. They must be meeting at the same place every day. They didn't have any condition that would make their memory lapse. So, you know, and I guess I'm playing <coughs> on the side of, okay, so I'm, not, I'm agreeing with everybody that says but that. But do they but really think they can hide? Like, that's, well, that's, well, that's what's curious to me. It's like, it's funny to me that they were hiding. But we do, we do the same thing. We do it, right? Well, I, I know, it's that's like, why it's You know, I, I, I think about my own life, right? Like, I, I, I mess up or something, mm-hmm. and I have to go through this process of, I have to be ready to come back to God, mm-hmm. right? Well, why am I waiting, mm-hmm. right? Like he, it's not like he needs he me to wait, yeah. right? He's ready to take me back to that moment. But for me, it's like I, I got to take this time to kind of like feel bad, yeah, you know, yeah. or whatever. And I, I just, I, I just, the whole tenderness of it just blows me away. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I imagine them hearing him coming, like, oh no, <laughs> they're going, he's going to know because. <laughs> we got figs on now, <laughs> and and they're running off and hiding, and and God's just like, where are you? And because I think they, he, I don't think he had to ask before. My guess but, is but I, I they they him. met him. You know, they came to meet him. Sure, but from regular friends. But I think that getting to the point of it, it was for them. Yeah, <clears> I do. In <throat> the sense of, okay, here's another here's another aspect of what what just happened. You know, it's mm-hmm. going to make them realize that now. Oh, we are afraid of God. Yeah. Okay, good. You know, God's going to ask a bunch of questions here, and in none of the cases is it because he doesn't know the answer. I think every one of the questions is designed to bring them to the place where they they admit to themselves what's going on. So I kind of, in my mind, you know, where are you? Adam essentially says, well, I'm hiding. Mm-hmm. So God says, well, why are you hiding? Mm-hmm. Well, we ate the fruit you told us not to eat. Oh, you did. 
you know, and so mm -hmm. like not that he doesn't know. Okay. You know, and if any of us had, I don't know about, well, if any of us had kids that were little boys, <laughs> you've had this conversation. You know what I mean? Because they've <laughs> broken, they've broken something, and you know what they did, you know, whatever, <laughs> and they're hiding. So, do little girls? You don't have little girls. No. Well, hope he no, does. No, I mean, I'll say to like Rachel, will, like yell at me. I said, did you just yell at me? Yeah. No, I think right. I might have. Right. I'm so sorry. No, you did, because yeah. I lost hearing in this town. But, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I mean, I'll do the, the I'll question her. Sure. Yep. And, you know, it's for her, not for me. That's right. But, you know, I certainly don't think God came screaming and yelling and angry. Um, Unlike Barry. Right. <laughs> I think he came, um, I mean, I don't know. Like, can you hurt God's heart? Like, I, yeah, I think you can grieve his heart. But I, I also don't think, you know, I can, like, I'm going to stick it to God right now and right. get him and make him hurt. Like, I don't know. You know, I don't, whatever. It's not really where I want to go. But I have a question. Okay. So if God knows everything, he knows the beginning from the end. Didn't he know that they were going to do that? Uh -huh. Oh, you just had to ask that. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So it leads to yeah. the next question. Is God the author of what happened? Oh, God. That wasn't my next question. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I do think that, like, you, you ever hear of someone falling in some way or another, and, and you you go, you you can look back and sort of see it coming? Oh, yeah. Right? And then you go, oh, man. Like, that kind of thing. Like, I think God, that's the way God felt, right? I think, I think... He knew it was coming, but at the same time, being in it, there was just like this disappointment. I mean, but there's theological questions that you, you want to ask God. Yes. Why'd you let the serpent in the garden? Mm -hmm. His glory. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <coughs> I mean, obviously, it, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. Why does God forget our sin, yet he allows us to remember it? Because ultimately, well, my opinion is like you're in heaven, and if you didn't remember, you'd have nothing, nothing to praise him for, in a sense. Like all the things that he did, just taking us out of that garbage. So you think we will remember our own sin in heaven, we and we'll just be blown away by what God's done? Will we be like? Sort of embarrassed and ashamed and no. grieve over our no. sin. None of that. It'll all be about His glory. Everything. It'll just be like, wow, what He did. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> well, I guess the thing I hope we see in this is um, there's a tenderness in the question. There's mercy mm -hmm. in the question um, because God is seeking to restore relationship um, right from the start here. So. Uh, verse 10, Adam says, I heard the sound of you in the garden. I was afraid because I hid myself. Notice Adam is aware of his predicament. He's, he's exposed and he knows it. Even though he tried to cover it, he still knows that he's exposed. Um, I, I think that speaks to this idea of, you can almost look at what's going to happen in this passage as man's attempts to deal with his sin uh, and the fig leaves are. Um, that's become a that's become a phrase. What? Like if somebody does something wrong and they try to cover it up, 
You say, oh, nice fig leaves. Mm. I never heard that. Yeah. Mm. Like, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. <laughs> really? Anybody else heard that? That's good science. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big science. Yeah. Or upstanding <laughs> work. Yeah, 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 I guess so. But, you know, the fig leaves are all, like, any of man's attempts, himself, to go climb a tree, pull down the leaves, sew them together, you know, do all that kind of stuff, fail. And and I think, ultimately, man knows that. So whatever religious system it is out there, or if it's um, even a humanistic system where there's no God necessarily involved in the process, there's still that longing in the heart that knows this isn't satisfactory. Yeah, that know. we're inadequate. Yeah. Time. So, Adam is aware of his predicament, but he hides. <clears throat> Doesn't come right out and say, mm-hmm. you know, God, I blew it. You know, one time my son, one of them, Jake, I think it was, he did something big, um, wrong, but like broke something or whatever. I think his brother's face, actually, it was. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, I pull up in the car, and he was right there. Oh, yeah. You need to know what happened. Yes. I broke his face. You know, whatever. <laughs> and it's like a whole different, like, oh, okay, let's deal with his face. You know what I mean? Like, if he's hiding and he's covering up and he's making stories, that's not good. You know what I mean? But if you just come out and say, this is what I did, you know, you can handle that differently. But here's Adam. He's hiding it all up. You know, I appreciate this quote. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, I know Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He said, Sin demands isolation. Mm-hmm. You know, you, we want to go hide it. We want, we don't want to know what's around. We don't want anyone to know of it. Um, and it. And he also goes in the same paragraph of that statement there to talk about how sin doesn't want to be exposed in the light. It, it wants to be isolated in the darkness. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's really exactly what Adam and, mm-hmm. and his wife are doing there. And so verse 11, look at God's question. Not that he doesn't know, but he says, well, who told you that you were naked? He says, did you eat of the tree of which I told you not to eat? Um, Notice God gets right to it. Mm -hmm. He doesn't say, he doesn't go to, um, you know, Adam, it's not healthy to feel bad. (laughs) He doesn't go to that. He doesn't say, like, your clothing is inadequate, but we could fix that and we could do something better. Um, but yeah, he gets, I'm going to try to stay positive. All that stuff. <laughs> um, but what he, he simply says, he essentially says to him, Adam, you have a sin problem. You ate of the fruit that I told you not to eat. And that's the cause of all that's going on here. And the questions, again, they're not so that God can find out answers. He knows the answers. They're, that they're so Adam can find answers, essentially. Um, and, and ultimately confess his sin, right? So God brings his conviction on Adam so that Adam will confess his sin. And 1 John 1, 9 is a verse many of us know. is the verse that if we confess our sins, God's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us. That word confess means agree to. So the very fact that you are thinking about confessing something is God doing a work in you. God bringing those things to your heart, bringing those things to your mind so that you finally will come to him and say, you know what, God? I've been feeling this way for so long. You're absolutely right. I'm finally agreeing with you, giving in. I confess my sin as such. That's God's goal, asking these questions. Um, Unfortunately, look at what Adam does. Look at verse 12. Mm -hmm. So the man says, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me fruit of the tree. And I ate. (laughs) And so he blames... He was singing a different song when she gave it to him up in the, up in the first yeah, paragraph. Yeah, exactly. What was he singing up there? Well, he didn't say anything. <laughs> okay. 
So he blames the woman, but what were you going to say? He's blaming God too. Yes. Right. He blamed God for his sin. You gave me um, It's just terrible. <laughs> so he's supposed to be leading his wife, protecting his wife, guiding his wife. Like kind he of didn't do God any of those things. Under the bus. Throws her yeah, under the throws bus. Throws God under the bus. Throws her under the bus. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> um, but good thing the we honest. never do stuff like that. Never. 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 Um, <laughs> you know, many people will blame sort of their their character flaws. Mm. You know, well, that's just, just the way the I way was I raised. Um, or. Um, you know, all sorts of sins. It's it's because of this. It's because of this. well, if you didn't, mm. if, if you didn't pick up, if you picked up the clothes, I wouldn't have been so mad when I came home. You know, and that's why I punched holes in the wall. Oh, that's why. I see. You know, so you have all these. Like every, we can blame everybody else uh, when the fact is that uh, it's us. Um, so Adam should have left, led his wife, or at the very least, so she took the fruit and she ate. For whatever reason, they didn't jump in there and stop it. I think Jay brought this up two weeks ago. He could have helped her to deal with the consequences of that action instead of jumping in. Well, we're both, if you're going to drown, I'll drown with you kind of thing. You know. He could have led his wife. He could have taught her, you know what? No. You did blow it. No. But this is what I've come to discover about God. He's, he's merciful. Yeah. yeah, I'll talk to him. I, I know him pretty well. We meet every afternoon you know, or something. <laughs> talk to him. But he didn't do that. Yes, my friend. Sid, as a teacher, um, especially with music, um, sometimes kids can be critical. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'll often, you know, if I hear someone, like, stand out and really, like, throw something out there, I'm like, I'm going to put a mirror in front of you. Now you can say whatever you want. Hmm. And then they usually hmm. back down and, you know, I just remind them. You call the principal. <laughs> he said something about me in a mirror. I don't know. What <laughs> but, I mean, but... You know, to, to keep, you know, like, yeah, if we're playing a phrase and somebody screws up and, oh, it's all your, well, maybe it was that time, but you'll probably screw up the next time. So it's, it's better just to not, mm-hmm. you know, just, just, you know, don't do that. Don't do what Adam did. <laughs> That's a good point. So God, Adam says to God, it's your fault. If you didn't give me that woman, everything would be fine. How does God respond to Adam? He doesn't. He doesn't. He right does it. You ever get <laughs> pulled into to you? You ever get pulled into something like that? You take the bait. Me? Don't blame it on me, Mister. You know, whatever. Now you're the one screaming and yelling and all this stuff. You know? So, God doesn't do anything. It's 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 almost as if I, I picture it this way. You know, well, it's the woman that you gave me. God's saying. Mm. I see, mm. I see. Okay, and, and Eve, what happened? You know, like that, he just kind of takes it, and he, he'll get back to it. He's going to deal with all this, don't worry, you know what I mean? But, uh, so, Eve, she followed her husband's lead, so she starts blaming people. Um, verse 14, the Lord God said to serpent, to the serpent, excuse me, because you've done this, cursed are you above all livestock, above all the beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go, and on, and... Excuse me, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. But, but I'll put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. But see, she actually confessed to yeah, I agree with you. the actual facts of the matter, because we clearly told that he deceived her. <coughs> yes. The other thing is he doesn't ask the serpent a question. 
That's right. true too. Let's take wow. these one at a time. So what's the significance of what you're saying, my friend? Well, so Adam basically blamed the woman and God. The woman actually basically confessed and said, well, the serpent deceived me, which is the truth. Right. That's what it says. What yeah. Adam said is not the truth because he had the command and he decided to eat what his wife gave him. Right. So, and he knew she was deceived. And he, well, yeah, or, yeah, at the minimum, he knew at that she minimum. ate something that she right. shouldn't have ate. Right. So... So instead of saying the serpent kind of got in here and messed with us, he just went right to her and blamed her. Yeah. Yes. All right. Now. Um, he doesn't ask the. He said. He said he doesn't say anything. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't even mm. bother asking. So Why do you think that anymore. is? I think he already knew. <laughs> he knew that guy was trouble from the beginning. <laughs> That's why he was down there. <laughs> is there any hope for? Remember, the serpent, Satan, took the form of the serpent. Right. All right, so the the poor serpent's going to get judged. Um, you know, he essentially become a snake or whatever. Um, oh, that, see, that's that, well, that was one more thing I was going to bring up is I saw some I was doing some research for this demon, the thing that I did last week, and actually some of the pictures from the garden don't show you know the snake coming down the tree. It shows something more like a dragon with you know arms and legs and a you know. Sure. So, which fits in with more with what the the rest of the Bible talks about? Yep. That he's the great, he's the great red dragon. Da, da, da. So, and he obviously was walking before this point. So he wasn't. But that's a little side point. Yeah, and if you look at verse fourteen, he's he's compared to the livestock and the beast of the field. Yeah. You know, seeming that that's kind of what he was in that genre. Uh, kind. Kind. There you go. <laughs> um, so, the. The animal itself wasn't Satan in possessed, if you will, this animal. Satan's the one that's going to get judged, though the animal itself gets judged in some respect as well. Um, but why doesn't God start asking questions and get Satan to confess? Because he's God. Somebody there. So, yes. Sorry. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so because... Before the serpent ever went to Eve, he had to go to God first to see if he asked for permission to do what he did. I think so. Mm -hmm. As with Job, for instance. Yeah. You didn't think of that? He said, yeah, it seems that way. Um, or that seems to make sense. It doesn't come out and actually say that, but it seems that's logical. Um, so is there any hope for Satan? No. No. But I have a question. Okay. So are you saying that the whole snake dragon thing? So I'm thinking, so this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that when he's saying, on your belly you shall go, that's when, like, I don't, I'm not sure he showed up as a snake to begin with. Like, maybe he had appendages like any other lizard or reptile. And then maybe there was no snake before that. And now he's saying, now you will no longer walk. You will now go as low as you can on your belly, and his, and then, and now we have snakes. Maybe there were no snakes prior to that. I think that very possible. I'm thinking that might be the distinction why he's now on his belly. Yes, I'm with you. Um, so, what was the point you wanted to make about he never asked Satan anything? I think because at this point in time he was already cast down. Yep, he was already cast he out of heaven. Going on. He had yeah, already fallen yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good point. So I don't know if I'd ever thought about this that aspect of having no, to I, ask permission. Well, I mean, think I mean, of I 
think about during the... No, no, I, I, I understand the parallel, though. It's very yeah. clear that he can't go after... I don't know whether that was pre-fall, post-fall distinction there. You know, Satan yeah. rebelled. He took the third of the angels with him. He went... Well, obviously he came here. <laughs> I mean, God knew where he was. Was there a conversation in heaven that went, hey, have you seen what I was doing down there? Uh, kind of like Job. Oh, I yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, That's what I think she was saying. Maybe okay. it was, but it or isn't recorded did he just like know that it was right, He's no, aware, he was aware, right? He, <clears throat> Who was aware? God? God was aware oh, that sure. this was going to happen. So is there a somewhere in the scripture that says there's a conversation that happened? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. So, but I don't think it's unreasonable no, it's or contradictory to think that could have happened. Right. <laughs> but the point is, like you said, like with Job, he doesn't, nothing gets past him without his permission. Mm-hmm. So... I don't think this was an accident that this happened. I mean, we know... So it could have been an active permission or a passive permission. Right, like he's he's aware this, that this is going to happen. He came down to the garden, God knew he was there. It. it was allowed. He didn't have to let him in if he didn't want to let him in. Right. Yeah. Maybe it was sort of like a test he was putting Adam and Eve through to see how they would react. That's what I he did with Job. That's exactly what he did with Job. Hmm. Well... Uh, now, both the tempter and the tempted, the one who gave, let's rephrase that, not the tempted, the one who gives into the temptation, are going to be held for the, responsible for their actions. So, verse 14, speaking to the serpent, because you have done this, cursed are you above all the livestock, and on your belly you shall go. So, as we've been saying, it seems that this, the physical features or whatever of this serpent change now into our sort of our present-day snake. Um, so that's a curse upon an animal that was possessed by Satan. Yeah. That part of it. Yes. Yes. Yes, so that's an immediate physical consequence for the involvement in the sin in one way or another. Um, the second one is a little more long-term and future in nature, and that's verse 15. I'll put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Um, so the idea of enmity, um, strife, division, animosity. Um, so we have to ask some questions. Who is the woman? Uh, who is her offspring? And who is the offspring of the serpent? All right, so I'll put enmity between you and the woman, her offspring, your offspring, and his her offspring. Mine says seed, and, yeah. and her seed is capitalized. So. Yeah, well, we're going to get to that. Yeah. <laughs> but I was thinking, I guess what my distinction was is 14, 14 is a curse on the animal. Mm-hmm. 15 is a curse on the one who possessed the animal. Yes. Okay. Yes. Be- but although, I will, whenever, whenever I see, part of the first part of that verse, whenever I see enmity, Women really don't like snakes. Mm-mm. So there, there's a physical Neither thing do I. Yeah. between... <laughs> yeah. I mean, as well. Uh-huh. We had lost one in our house one time. <laughs> and Barb was <laughs> like, I am not going <laughs> back <laughs> in with her. Sales line. I am not going. Yep. That's terrible. I, I hate them. I don't, I don't understand them. All right, so who's the woman? Is it is it Eve? I think it... I think it's just the he's talking about the human the Eve and then the w- women who um, come come later on in the cent- in the years and centuries that he because Eve 
that um, did wrong by letting the uh, the serpent deceive her that it's going to be all womankind and all mankind that's okay. going to be affected by these these curses, not just Eve. It's this is <coughs> for you and no one else, and same sure. thing with Adam. All right. So it you're saying Eve and it's, all of the children that would come ultimately woman, from her. Woman, uh, from humanity's point of view, um, womankind, and then from from Adam's point of view, mankind. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I was just saying it's a, the the it is the woman. Yeah. Right. Okay. So it's indicate it's to me that it would be a very specific woman, mm-hmm. and that is. I would think it would be Mary. But we, we don't know that at this point in time. Okay. The, the person to bring forth the Messiah would be... Would be but, like, you see in the scripture that, that Eve brought forth the Messiah, correct? In the sense that Mary was in the loins... I don't know if she could be in the loins of Eve, but Mary was in the womb of Eve because Mary's mom... And Mary's mom's mom, and Mary's mom's mom's mom, mom, and everyone goes back to Eve ultimately. Right. So Eve's mm-hmm. kid is Mary. Right. All right. <laughs> so yeah. But yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, yeah, Vianna. Could it be Israel? Could it be? It, it could be. I think it's both. So I think it, it speaks of Eve certainly, and all of humanity that comes after, so, and that there's strife between mm-hmm. all of humanity and this Satan. Mm-hmm. Revelation oh, talks right. about the woman. Mm-hmm. And that's the second point, yeah. So this also looks at Eve, or excuse me, Israel. And I think we work back to that. So we we start with the woman, because that's what we're talking about, Adam and Eve, and then children. And so we say, well, if we're talking about the woman and children, it must be all humanity. Okay. And then it starts talking about this idea of bruising the head of Satan. And well, who's going to do that? That's the Messiah. So now we've got to work backwards from there, and that's we come to Israel and so on. So I think both fit there. Did you want anything, sir? Oh, no, I was going to say the, the offspring does have to, like, does it include all humanity? Obviously, Satan hates men, hates mankind, but he specifically hates God's the Jews. people. Mm-hmm. I mean, God's people, you know, the Jews and Christians, his yeah. people, I've used that in the term in the biggest sense to use. Yeah. So, you know, and if she's representative of like, Israel or the church or, mm. you know, the woman being represented. Okay, now, Suzanne pointed out that in her version, the word that I said, offspring, uh, is written as seed, but it's written as a capital S, seed. What's that about? It's about Jesus as well. Um, So, this is a messianic prophecy. It's called um, the Proto-Evangelicum. Did I say that right? Anybody know Latin? Is that Latin? Sounds American. I I sound American, not it. But anyway, it's the first mention of the gospel in the Bible. Um, Now, I mean, let's be honest. If if we've never really read the Bible and we read that verse, we we probably wouldn't think Jesus. You know, we'd be like, "What are we talking about here?" Um, Or whatever. But so, why does this point to Jesus then? For those of you that think it does, because of the second part of fifteen. He shall bruise your head; you shall bruise his heel. Also, it's very clear if you just read that. Yeah, you wouldn't think Jesus if you know you were Joe Schmo on the road. 
Oh, no, you were. You wouldn't. If you only had up to Genesis 3, you'd wonder what... <laughs> well, this no idea. Right. <laughs> okay, yeah, so this so this thing's gonna come out, and some of our kids are gonna, you know, get bit in the heel, and they're gonna stomp on his head. That, maybe that's what you think. I think. Okay, so Satan's head is bruised when? At the cross. At the cross, and mm-hmm. was Jesus's heel wounded? Absolutely. Certainly so. You know. Um, all right. Very good. Now let's go back to the idea of capital S seed. So if that's talking about Jesus, um, is that unusual to say? Uh, the woman's seed? Yes. Why is that unusual? She's always mentioned from male. Because the male bears the seed. The male provides the seed. And the woman, the egg, and so on. But... In the New Testament. What about the New Testament? Genealogy, you know. Luke and Matthew. Right. I'm just saying, they, they, don't, they don't call him Joseph's son. It's from Mary. Yeah. So it points to the virgin birth. That's the seed. Okay, good. We just talked about this a couple of days ago at church, so we'll move on. Okay. Um, just uh, Yeah, what do you got? The offspring of the devil. Yeah. That's the what... verse, you know, you of your father, the devil, where Jesus is arguing with the Pharisees. Okay, so the Pharisees then are the offspring of the devil? Well, that's what Jesus said to them. They're accusing is him it of... limited just to the Pharisees, do you think? No. Well, who knows? well, I'm just saying, like, they were calling Jesus an illegitimate child. They probably used different verbiage. And then he said, your father's devil. Okay, so we definitely know the Pharisees could be the offspring of the devil. Or are the offspring. (laughs) I think think it's pretty safe to assume it could be enlarged to those that are not children of God or children of the devil. Mm -hmm. Okay, there you go. You're going to have to serve someone. Somebody famous. Go ahead, sing that song. (laughs) Who's that? That Bob Bob Dylan. Dylan. Yeah, there's no neutral ground, basically, right? right? All right, now let's get into the consequences for Adam and Eve. Uh, Verse 16, to the woman he said, I'll surely multiply your pain in childbearing. Kind of random, you know, like, okay, you know. uh, We shouldn't even know what childbearing was yet. It's another one of those cases where God says something about, oh, you will surely die. Oh, what's death? They knew that they were about to have, be fruitful and multiply, though. Well, I guess they, they, might they, seen, they might have seen the animals like, they were smart. being fruitful. I don't think they didn't know. <laughs> now, they may not have known what it was like. But. All right. she, she doesn't have anything to compare it to because she doesn't have any she doesn't yeah, without children. pain yet. Yeah, so. so I'll surely multiply your pain in childbearing. In pain you will bring forth children. Your desire will be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. All right, so um, remember back, you know, there's sort of this... Um, well, you know, it was the serpent that led me. And, and I do agree with Mark that there was a sense of, this is what happened. And I was deceived. Serpent deceived me and I gave in. Um, but the Lord is saying, you know what? Deceived or not deceived, you're going to be held responsible for your actions. Um, and so uh, that is the case. You know, is, there, is it worse to purposefully go and do something as opposed to kind of being tricked and, and falling into doing it? Yeah, but nonetheless, sin is sin. And there are consequences for sin. So the first one, pain and childbearing. Um, I don't know. My wife and I, we had three. I didn't find it to be a big deal. Next verse. <laughs> I a couple ibuprofen and everything was fine. <laughs> the, it was the screaming. <laughs> I was like, jeez. You know? um, uh, 
But it's been observed that women bring forth children with you know much pain, more so than any other creature. You know, so yeah. I was on a farm, and you know I didn't see any pigs. I'm not trying to be funny, but they had pigs on the farm. You know. Legs up, you know, in the stairs or whatever, and screaming at people, creep, you know, or whatever. You know, I imagine the pig had some pain, but he didn't come off like he was in a lot of pain. You know, so I don't know. anybody know anything? We see those wild shows and like the the animals fall out. Yeah, just walking. That's what I'm thinking. So, yes, sir. At um the home fellowship I used to go to when I went to Calvary Philly, um, forget what psalm it was, but Bill Ricker was the leader, and he went in. Bill's a pretty bright dude, bright guy. And um, he went into, like, you know, yeah, the pain of it. But then, I mean, to ask a woman's perspective, you don't remember it. That's the mercy. Right. Huh. That's a good like, they don't remember. That's why you like, you. Too. Right. <laughs> or like, <laughs> like the, yeah, right. That's why you do it a second time. Your wife and it had, he said something with, I mean, he, he went into very great detail, mm-hmm. and I probably should have taken better notes. But um, something to the effect of, like, the, um, the neural pathway, the brain actually blocks mm-hmm. what actually happens so that you don't remember it. Right, so that you'll do it again. I don't, well, or not, not even remember, but like, you don't remember. Like, but he asked the women that were there, and they were all like, "Yeah, like it's, it's hard to describe, but like, something happens where." I must have missed that gene. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, you're just a, you're just a that. stew of hormones, anyways, when that's right. happening, uh, right? And I think that there's yep. a ver- in. <laughs> And the Bible even talks about Jesus, right? For the joy set before him. Mm. So you get on the other side of it and you see your baby, I'm sure that mm-hmm. just completely mm-hmm. overlaps what you just went through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking as a guy first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I see what the big deal is. All right. So let's go on to the next one. The next one is, and your desire shall be for your husband. Now, you can read that a lot of ways. One is that, you know, so handsome out there, you know, whatever, codependency or something like that. But I, the idea is um, like longing for his position. So we saw back in chapter 2, verses 18 and 22, that Adam was to lead his wife Eve. Uh, and now it seems that strife is going to develop in the relationship. So the desire will be for the husband, for his position, um, that she could master him. He will rule over her. He will not be this loving, kind, perfect oh, husband that he's supposed to be. Um, Come on over there. She's desiring his role. He's enforcing his role without love. Um, all of result of the curse, um, unfortunately and sadly. What do you think about that interpretation? Anybody have a differing idea? Or? That's heavy. <laughs> heavy? Depressing? <clears throat> but in Christ... God can do good things, and mm-hmm. uh, and marriage can be a perfect, refining place. You know what I mean? Where you, because you are submitted to God, if both couples are, and that's why we are to be equally yoked. Mm-hmm. But you're submitted to God, and then, no, I don't want to wash the dishes, but you do because God's saying, "Get in there and wash the dishes," you know, and and so on, huh? That's the thanks. <laughs> Sorry, we Joe have Joe Bush says it takes more Holy Ghost to wash the dishes than to speak in tongues. 
Yeah. <laughs> Probably does. Yeah, so. <laughs> so there is hope here, you know. Yeah. It's good. It's all good. Okay. You know? All right. Well, the whole love respect thing was obviously perfect before the fall. It was just there. Sure. With no really? deviation. He wasn't blaming him for stuff. Well, there was, <laughs> he wasn't blaming him. Nobody was doing anything wrong. Right, right. exactly. That's <laughs> right. It's good. Where that, so good. that got <laughs> yeah. pulled away yeah. with, with the, the yep. sin. All right, let's go on. And to Adam he said, now this is his consequences, because you've listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree, which I told you not to, that you should not eat. Cursed is the ground because of you. In pain you shall eat of it all the days of your life. It's going to be hard to grow food. Thorns and thistles it will bring forth, and you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you will have to eat bread, uh, like you have to work for it. Until you return to the ground, for out of it you will return to the dust. So um, it points out, again, this idea that the ground is going to be cursed, uh, and he's going to return to the ground, reemphasizing this idea that he will die. Um, now, notice, it's, you know, the whole idea is hard work. Again, work is not the curse. Um, work was ordained earlier before the um, fall even, but it's uh, the job's not going to be as simple and easy. Mm. Um, oh, and he doesn't eat the trees either. He's got to eat the plants of the field now. Oh, I didn't notice that. Huh. Well, there you go. Still a vegetarian, though. <coughs> yes, sir. I picked potatoes like a month ago. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> anyway, let's continue. <laughs> it was difficult. Yeah. Was it hard? Yeah, I mean, it was fun, but it was it was work. I was, like, drenched in sweat after, like, not even an hour. I was completely, looked like I took a shower. But I think it's a good illustration. Of yeah, it is hard. work to get your food. Yeah. Yep. All right, so verse... Next verse. 20. The man called his wife's name Eve. Because she was the mother of all living. Now, a lot of cool things here. Number one, this isn't that cool, but she she was simply woman before. Right. You know, and that didn't work out. Hey, woman. You know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that didn't work. But the word woman, uh, it was it's a word that means from the man. All right? And, you know, so that's what he referred to her as. He's a man, and she came from him, and, and so on. Now, now he didn't want to take that responsibility. Maybe not. <laughs> but Eve means giver of life. Okay? So it says there, so he called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. Now, was she presently the mother of anybody? No. no. So Adam believes God as to what he says about Eve, and names her Eve in faith. And we learn about you know how Abraham believed God and it was credited to him for righteousness. Adam believes God, what, that she's going to be a mom? No, well, that she's going to... Huh? He said childbirth. Who said childbirth? God did. You will have pains in childbirth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But he believes that. Okay. Right, so, but not just that she's going to be a mom, but that she's going to be the mom of the Savior. Right. Ultimately, so is Adam going to be and Eve going to be in heaven? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why are they going to be in heaven? Because they look forward to the Messiah. There was no waiting list when they signed up. (laughs) (laughs) Don't listen. Don't laugh at him. That is wrong. They were on the first line of the Book of Life. Yeah. First line. I. Because there was no salvation then, right? So how would they? 
but they but they knew who God. I mean, they accepted who God was, right? They weren't fighting who he was. I mean, really, like what? I mean, it's a good question because Thank you, man. because well, th there was no salvation per se. So, like, how? Do well, you they need to be saved now, right? They're right, sinners, right? So, so how was Adam or Abraham? How was it accredited to Abraham that he was righteous? He believed God. He believed yeah. God. Right. 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 So he's if they believe, they kind of they're in, right? I believe so. Yeah. And I'm suggesting to you, evidence of their belief is that or his belief in particular is that he names her Eve, yeah. looking forward to yeah. she's going to give eternal life, because she's going to give birth ultimately through all the others to mm -hmm. the Messiah. That's pretty cool. I think that's great. Mm -hmm. That's all. Okay, uh, let's see, what else? So she was called woman, but now she's Eve. Uh, verse 21, and remember they're wearing fig leaves, and the Lord God made for Adam and for his wife. Yeah, that's right, so this whole time they're having this conversation. He's <laughs> letting them itch. Yeah. Um, of skins and clothed them. Uh, so he replaces these fig leaves, their attempt to cover their sin with animal skins. Um to cover their nakedness, their yeah. their being exposed, and you know, and, and you could probably see there. I don't want to take it away from anyone. Anyone want to say it? <laughs> death. No. Shedding of blood. Yes. Oh, look at them all. Sacrifice, death, Sacrifice. shedding of blood, sir. Substitutionary atonement. Substitutionary <laughs> atonement. <laughs> all right. So the word atonement Nerd. means covering. <laughs> so there is a covering of their nakedness, but it cost something else to give its life for that sin to be covered. Uh, and that's this yeah. animal. Yeah. What's that? You're saying it's chinchilla. It's like, what chinchilla. if it was a camel turned inside out? That's terrible. So, uh, you know, that this instance is a foreshadowing of the entire Old Testament system of animals, but it's also ultimately, which that is a foreshadowing of the work of Christ on the cross. So, but you gotta wonder. What do I do? They're standing there in their itchy fig leaves, as you like to say. And then, did did God make two animals come up? And did like right in front of them? Did he? You know, I don't know what physicality God had at that point, but did he basically rip those animals apart and clean out the guts and you know whatever, take the skins off and give them to him to put on them? I mean. Was it yeah. was it like right in their face? Here's here's the result, you know. Well, you know, probably because you think of the sacrificial system. Mm -hmm. You know, the father on behalf of the family <laughs> would bring the animal right. and lay his hand on the animal, right? And then the priest would slay the mm -hmm. slay the animal. You could see that happening, something like that. Yeah, you know, they're going to be involved. So it wasn't fur coats he brought. Right, they look nice, and nobody thinks about where they came from. Yeah, right. Pull out right. The yeah. That's um, <laughs> all right, then verse 22. Uh, well, let's let's not go to 22 for a minute. Um, how do you think? Do you think this is what Adam and Eve anticipated this encounter with God was going to be like? You mean when they were hiding and they knew? Yeah, so they're hiding. He yeah, found them. Yeah. You know, I read one guy. He said that. You know, here's Satan, the serpent turned into this beast, mm -hmm. you know, this uh, vice versa, into this snake and sent on its way and, and all of this stuff and the comments and stuff, that they had to be thinking, no, no what, what's going to happen to us, yeah. you know, kind of thing. And what happens to them? Yeah. 
mercy. You're taking care yeah. of that. Yeah, like, here's a nice new fur coat for you, you know, and, and it's like this completely some future, future some future cursing that they're going well, to sure. experience. Yeah, certainly all but of that. But, but you know what's interesting, too, that that happens right after that moment of faithfulness where he names her Eve, mm-hmm. and he, he demonstrates that he has faith in what God just said. And so now God does this merciful thing for them. He covers them. Yeah. All right, verse 22. Then the Lord said, Behold, the man has become like one of us, knowing good from evil. Um, now lest he reach out his hand and take of the tree in life and live forever, let's block access to it. And so on. Mm-hmm. Just skip it. We already read it. Um, so who is God talking to? Good question. Because okay. it could have been himself or him and the angels. It's hard to. Hard to be dogmatic there, I think. Other two members of the Trinity. Well, that's what I said. He was talking to him. Right. Collect plural. Yeah. So I... I, Because angels know good and evil, too. My my conviction is that it was just God talking to God, but it's hard hard to be dogmatic. My you and us is capitalized, so I I feel like it's the Trinity. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like God needed that. Which may be what he was saying way back in Genesis 1. Right. Let us mm-hmm. make, let us, yeah. Yeah. us. Yeah. All right, so Genesis one twenty six, Let us make man in our image, speaking of the Trinity. Um, good. Uh, and then the final consequence of their sin, they are driven out of the garden. Um, it says God guards the way, puts a guard to the way to the tree of life. Um, is that judgment or mercy? Mercy. I think it's a little bit of There's a judgment involved, yeah. certainly. Um, but but how is it merciful? Because they would have lived forever not being able to come back into fellowship with God. Mm-hmm. In a fallen state, right? Mm-hmm. Eternally working the ground, basically. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh-huh. And childbirth painting and all that stuff. Painting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting because this, I just realized this verse, which is, and therefore the Lord God sent him out of the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he was taken. It refers back to what Jay said early on, that Adam was made outside the garden and then brought into the garden. Hmm. So now he's sent back out to the work the land from which that he was he was born. Hmm. I didn't to till the ground from which he was taken. So you're saying he drove out the man from which he was taken, like, back to where he was taken from. I just thought it meant he was taken from the dust. But, yeah, that could be that. Oh, I mean, yeah, but, I mean, outside the garden as opposed to inside the garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. Uh, I didn't see that. I'm not sure it has to mean that. Well, what else would it mean, say, to work the ground from which he was taken? Because I thought it meant he was taken out of the ground. Just the general ground. Oh. So. He had to go, instead of getting his own, getting a pre-made garden, he had to go figure out. To make his own garden. <laughs> but I don't know, maybe <laughs> the work, that could be a, a proof text for Jay. Well, I think Jay brought that up early on, is that he was made in the wilderness and then brought in the garden. <laughs> he was made in the garden. We had that whole discussion about. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. I don't know. All right. 